Yeah. Welcome to the corner of the round table. Uh, this is Minga. I'm here with Corbs. We're missing a Minga today, actually. He's surfing in Lakey Peak. I'm sure he's having the time of his life. And um, we miss you, Minga. We miss you, Minga. Massive weekend. Uh, UFC 280. A lot to unpack there. Oh, God. You were telling me that Bam Bam was getting stuck into Bilal and. Uh, about Lee, with Leon there or something? Yeah, there's a little clip um, of Ty, shit-faced, um, just trying to psych up a cheeky little Bilal-Leon altercation outside. But he's it's all all laughing and that. But, but he's pissed as. He's pissed as and everyone's laughing there. Yeah. Just goes to show, you know, how, how much Ty's loved, I think, around him. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows him and he's clearly shit-faced. If you go... Can you get that? Actually, can you probably get that up on here? Below! Did you say? Did you say Leon? Did you say Leon? I think you did. I think you did. Did you say Leon? You, did you say Rocky? I did. Leon. Like Rocky Balboa? No, Rocky Leon Edwards. Or Rocky Noah. Bruh, you ain't a bad. You ain't a. Oi! Oi! We want that pay per view. We want that big money team. Oi! Holy shit. He's just like rambling. He's pissed us. Yeah, Leon looks like he's a little bit annoyed in the end of the video. <laughs> Because he's just kind of pushing the camera into their faces, being like, Balao! Balao! Rocky Balboa or Rocky Balnoa? What is that? Which, like, brings me to the point, like, the Australian fighters that are in there now, we've got Volk, obviously, champ, going for champ, champ. We've got Whitaker, nicest guy in the UFC. Besides Wonderboy, but just doesn't talk shit. And then Ty, one of the most loved fighters in the whole UFC. Um, even in when Ty walks out in enemy territory to I'm a Barbie girl or whatever ridiculously funny song he's got. Yeah. Even if the crowd's turning on him at the start, which has happened once or twice, they love him by the end of it. Yeah. And they which love the shoey. Do you know what? I've never understood the, the whole spitting in the shoe before you do the shoey. Yeah, like I'm all for the shoey, but I'm not into the spitting thing, man. Nah, nah, that's that is rank. But oh, that must actually, be the original way to do it, or something, right? Do you know something really funny you just reminded me of? What? <laughs> so Nicola just told me she uh <laughs> she had lunch with her friends, and like they were talking about all these new trends that are in, like yeah, these young people are into, and like obviously the ones that are all tindering and everything and they're saying like a new trend that's going on is like guys are spitting on like is or maybe girls as well both of them like (laughs) while they're while they're um, bumping uglies yeah they're they're spitting on each other that's a new thing it's like like maybe not for us but it's (laughs) it's apparently like a a new a new like full trend like of like spit spitting on each other when you're when you're doing the buff, but I just think that... Well, 
Good. Sorry, what were you going to say? Most of the shit I hear that the young kids doing now is, is lame. Yeah, well, I just that thought... sounds good. Like, it... Well, I just thought, wow, that's like... I don't think there's anything, like, sort of lower. Like, if I got spat on, I'd kind of not know what to do. Like, I'd In the heat of the moment, though. Heat of the moment, spat on, I'd be like, what, what are you doing? You reckon? Maybe that's how it started. Someone spat on someone in the middle of it, and the other one was like, hang on. Back yeah, you'd, well, you, of course you'd spit back. And then it just turns into a real dribbly yeah. spitting mess of it. Just spit until you run out of saliva. Just spit till you're full dry mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, a spit bukkake, almost. <laughs> it's like a double spit bukkake. I, <laughs> I don't mind the sound of that. It's, it's just ridiculous. I actually just got told it like a night or two ago and just like was a bit shocked, you know. Just because it's like, is it like if you get spat on, not in the heat of the moment, obviously, but spat on just in general, it's a pretty low act, you know. Spitting but if you on get someone, sp- if you're if if you're into a chick, and say even before the heat of the moment, and you're just like hanging out, and you just and you're just on the tune, and things are going well, and she just spat in your face, would you would you care that much? Oh, where are you? Are you out? Yeah, I say you're out. Say you're at a house party or something. Oh, probably things are going really ta- well, and she's just like, I'm, "Oh yeah, hey, by the way, call, call, call me old-fashioned," <laughs> but I would be shocked. <laughs> but you'd spit back, right? Oh, I'd be like a llama. You'd spit back straight away. I'd be like a llama. Yeah. <laughs> I would fire back so hard. I'd be. And then, <laughs> but then, if she was sweet, once you'd spat back. I reckon then you'd just kind of be into it. You'd be like, oh, this is kind of oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you'd just leave me... I'm into this chick even like, more. Oh, I'm glad we've um, broken that wall because... <laughs> you know, let's go and find a room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway. Let's run this mouth dry. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get me some hubba bubba. <laughs> Anyways, I had to bring that up. That was so weird. Actually, wh- my wife told me this... Um, story straight after when um, we'd just come back from Mackay just the other day and um, we'd driven back so we'd landed in the morning morning flight landed got our car from the airport driven back to Brisbane we're tired as you know didn't have much sleep up really early at 4am pretty tired pulled up in Palm Beach to get a coffee and um, I was going to get one and my wife's like oh no get one I was going to get one from where we pulled up you know on Palm Beach and my wife's like get one across the road that's meant to be pretty good and I'm like oh you know I'll get coffee there then went and got it and I'm um, sorry as I'm ordering I said to the guy man because their cups were weird you know their, like, their, their small cup was really small like yeah, way smaller than a normal cup I was like, too small too small and I was like that's pretty small like, and I usually do double shot in a small cup like something a, a macchiato would be in or a, a piccolo or something ju- ju- like just bigger than a Piccolo, you know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, w- weird. Anyways, that's, there was the other one that was meant to be their medium or large, but that was like skinny, real skinny and s- sort of small as well. And I said, is there two shots in the taller one? And the guy didn't even look at me. The guy was like, didn't even want to look at me. Like He just went, yeah, there's two shots in it. And I said, oh, is, the, is, is your coffee pretty strong? And he goes, "Um, it's basically like every other coffee you get. From every other coffee shop, bro. 
Oh my and, god! And didn't didn't look me in the eyes as he said it. He was like looking behind me, like ignoring me. And the I felt cups. Like, the cups would suggest and, different. And though. I felt like saying, "Aren't you going to like talk your coffee up like your barista?" Like, and I just felt like saying to him, "Look me in the eyes. When are you going to tell me your coffee shit?" You should have. You should You wake up. You should have spat on him. I should have just lamed him. But how old was he? Our age, at least. Oh, so he would have he would have realized that the spit was offensive and it, not it, and not a sign of like attraction or something. It, well, I don't know. He he could have just taken his shirt off and instead of taking me to the car park, just taken me straight for a bit of Greco Roman wrestling on the ground right there and then <laughs> fired straight back. Yeah, and then we'd be on. But and I've never done that with a man, but <laughs> especially in do a coffee know, shop. Do you know? Um, isn't it weird when people in those positions when you're not being rude or anything, start being rude to you. Dude, I was ordering coffee and this guy was so arrogant. And then he immediately, I went, oh, I'll just have two of them then, all right? And then he was like, all right. And then immediately I was trying to pay and I paid with my phone, you know, because my cards are on my phone mm. and it denied. And I went, oh, and looked down and I realised, oh, I've used a card that I haven't deleted from my phone um, wallet, you know? Yeah. Because it's, a, it's like an old card. And the other Brewster looked at it and then leaned over to me and goes, looks like you got no money, bro. Like, quite loud. Oh. And I went, oh, like, oh, shit. Like, and now, like, I wasn't embarrassed because I'm like, oh, well, this, this is pretty weird. But yeah. I just went, oh, no, wrong card. And then they were like, sort of like laughing. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty fucked up service. And they, then they immediately walked behind me and started like hugging and talking to the guy behind me in line while I was like paying. And I'm like, man, I'm... I did not know how you guys have service. So I paid for the coffees, which were 12 bucks for two. Yeah. And uh, just, we'll never go there again. Yeah. Which has brought me to this like, whole thing of, it seemed like he was a real like local tosser, you know? Yeah, man. Like, I don't know, some of these people in like hospitality sometimes when they act like that. Like, I thought you were ta- going to talk about spitting on him. No, sorry, I went off tangent with that. But no, that, no, I no, should have fine. spat on him. Do you know? Do you know when I was when I was twenty, around about that age, like around when, like I'd just been clubbing for a couple of years or whatever, or going to bars or whatever you want to call it. I was at this bar in Brisbane. I went up to get like a rum and coke, and you remember, like there was, you know, sometimes there's those bartenders and they're like cocktail bartenders, and they'll have their beard, and I guess they're kind of like hipster kind of bartenders and they can be like quite wanky about all the alcohol and the everything and they think they're kind of killing it they're the king yeah and then he was one it was one of those guys and i i was just this little shithead and i went up and asked for a rum and coke just a house rum and coke and i just said hey can i just have a rum and coke and he said he just looked at me and I'm pretty sure he was spinning that little um, beer popper thing around on his finger, had his tea towel over his shoulder, like big beard, and he's like, what's the magic word? And I was like, did I not just say please then? Because I thought I might have, but then I was like, oh. And I was like, what? And then, and I was on the rums. I'd had a few rums already. <laughs> spit, but he's like, he's spit like, is just... Rolling around yeah, your mouth. Yeah, and he's... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was... Saliva glands are oh, now pumping with adrenaline. I was lubricated and ready to go. And then he's sitting there and he goes, he goes, what do you say? 
And he was fully just like being like super condescending to me. And I just went, you know what? Nah. And I just spat in his face. (laughs) (laughs) And the look on his face was just like, holy shit, what the fuck? And I stood there for a bit and I was like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) And then I was like, and then he immediately grabbed the walkie talkie off the uh, bar behind him and just started like calling security. And I just stood there for a second and I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Meanwhile, you're you're taking your shirt off and ready to, ready to. Ready to have a wrestle with him, dude. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what he thought. Yeah, was I was a, trying to do. But that was a. That was. A, he that was, was a, a handsome guy. Term of endearment. He had a nice beard. <laughs> I was young, you know. <laughs> he was a bit older. He didn't understand. No. Nah. But I got out of there like unscathed somehow. I think uh, security probably walked straight past me as I was on the way out. They were coming from the front door. I don't know what came over me, man. I was just like, you know what. I'm not take copping shit off some guy that I'm paying for a service from, you know, because I forgot to say please in a fucking crowded bloody bar. And I wouldn't do that kind of thing these days unless I was really into someone. (laughs) But it happened and I don't regret it. (laughs) Oh, I I don't know how we got here, but it's... um Pretty incredible. Mate, how about that UFC? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, there was a lot of controversy and all sorts of stuff. It had it all, really. Maybe lacked a little bit in the fights department. For how you much know. everything was hyped, I felt a little bit let down. Yeah. I mean, Yano Mali was good. The TJ and uh, Al Jermaine was massive let down. Yep, massive. Even Olive and Makachev was a massive let down. Yep, massive let down again. Um, but still exciting. The build-up. Yeah. The build-up to that fight was the biggest since... Or in, to me, was probably the biggest since... Um, Obviously, the Whitaker Adesanya rematch, yeah, and the um, and the Khabib McGregor almost that in my in, for me, you yeah, because I think that was I, the biggest lightweight battle since then. I was really um, into the last Max and Volk fight. Oh, I was yeah, getting really actually, invested sorry. in that. And that one, that was just there was just so much on the line. Just the Australians, you know. Yeah, of course, always. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did you? Now, Bilal and Sean Brady. Minga will be stoked with this. Mm. Bilal getting the TKO in the second round. So, does Minga love Bilal? He loves him. Loves him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like his... Um, he looks a bit like him, too. Oh, Bil- Bilal Minga. Don't you, don't you see it? I, I do now that you've, you've pointed it out. <laughs> I so think that's why he likes him so much. Bit of, a, bit of like a spirit animal thing. He's not like... He's not Dagestani sort of, is he, as well? No. No Bilal's um, Palestinian. Okay. No, no relation to Minga? Not a boat, not sure. not a boat person? I don't, I don't know. No. Well, I don't know. He, he's American. That fight was just... It wasn't bad. They were just kind of standing up and trading. Brady might have got the... Maybe just got the first round. Mm. 
And then Bilal caught him in the second, right below the ear. And then he kind of, well, Brady was like clearly hurt. And he was still on his feet, but he was, he wasn't really recovering. I think it kind of happened about 20 seconds out from the end of that round. Mm. And you're just kind of thinking, he wasn't really getting caught with big shots from Bilal after it, but Bilal was peppering him, trying to finish him. And I was just kind of waiting for him to recover, but he just wasn't recovering. But he was still on his feet. So then it got down to about 10 seconds, less than 10 seconds. And the re- and I was thinking, oh, he's got to let him go. If he's still on his feet, he's got to let him get through. And he's not real Like, Bilal doesn't hit hard. He's not taking heavy shots. He should, um, he should let him get through to the end of the round. There's probably like seven or eight seconds left. And the ref stopped it. So I, I think it was probably an early stoppage, to be honest. That close to the end of the round, considering what kind of punches he was actually getting hit with after that good one, that kind of hurt him. But he really wasn't recovering. I'm not like I'm not really upset about the stoppage, but I think it potentially was like a little early. Yeah, let him go. Yeah, let him go. I mean, there's just I think uh, I was listening to John McCarthy. You know, big John McCarthy. Oh, yeah, the man. He, yeah, he was he was saying after the fight that he thought it was early. And if, you know, he's the greatest guy to ever ref. So if he's saying that, it's probably early. Yeah, he's the longest to do it, isn't he? Yeah. Doing all the big ones back in the day. Yeah, I think he was there from the start. Yeah. Yeah. The man. He's retired now and he does a podcast Good. called um, The Weighing In Podcast. Yeah, perfect. And it's good. Like, I really like listening to um, John McCarthy. He's got, like, great insight and great takes on stuff. And Josh Thompson's all right. He's a little bit of annoying American about him, but I'm sure he'd probably think the same thing about us. Mingo, what about Jan? Yeah. Um, oh. Shock. Yeah, I don't know. That was the first time seeing that decision... That was the first time I've ever questioned the integrity of the UFC. Whether it's set up, it's like they're setting up their golden boy. Yeah, I I don't know. I've I've never I've never seen a decision that bad. I've uh, there's been some bad ones. Yeah, and they're getting more frequent. The bad ones we've noticed over the last fair few cards. Yeah, Dana spoke about. About it, but that was. But then none of none of those have been anywhere near as bad as that this. Was right, the worst. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You like, no one in their right mind can see that. They can see that going O'Malley's way. If anything, it was like I felt like it was thirty twenty seven to Yarn. Same every round. Um, not to discredit O'Malley, his um, his striking was unreal, and he was peppering Yarn with some good hits. He opened him up, but. Jan controlled all three rounds. Yeah, and when he, he turned it to wrestling, he controlled O'Malley and smashed him on the ground a fair bit. Pretty much controlled him and, throw, and threw shots nearly every time he took him down. But also, when O'Malley caught him, which I think was like two or three times, Jan caught him back harder every time. Because Jan just did that tight high guard that he does and covered up. And O'Malley came in and started throwing and leaving his hands down which is probably the worst thing because that's what Yarn's waiting for you to do. And then Yarn just cracked him every time, like harder than he got cracked. And then he'd go in. And I thought that Yarn would just keep, 
keep it on the feet, but then he kept going in for takedowns after he'd catch him. And he was just clearly winning the rounds. Like even, even when you turned to wrestling, he was dominating the wrestling as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like it's I, becoming a bit of boxing, you know? Yeah, it's, we, it's really it's weird, dodgy, isn't it? Dodgy decisions. That's twice now. He got he got rolled in that, Al, that last Aljamain fight now too. I don't know if there's some sort of like Russian and American conflict thing going on. <laughs> They're discrediting, yeah, well... Jan's legacy is getting dented, you know? Now he's on a three-fight losing streak. They're going to give him whoever Jan versus next. I feel like he's going to dominate because they're not going to give him someone above, well, you know, like in the top two or three, which they probably should. Will they? They'll, they won't give him someone who's trying to go for a title shot. It'll be, be wow, unless it's Cheeto. But I don't know. They, they have, like, surely he can't drop down the rankings after something like that. If any if anyone ever deserved an immediate rematch, it's probably him for that. But also, why should he rematch him when he just clearly beat him? You know, it should almost just be like wiped from the the rankings that fight, and just Yarn gets the next title fight because he just won that fight. But that just won't happen, which is disgraceful. Like if who's gonna who's gonna fight? Oh, we'll get onto that with Al Jermaine, but. But if they would, if say they go and give O'Malley like a title fight now, it's actually the whole thing is cooked. And if they give O'Malley the title fight, O'Malley gets submitted in round one, in my opinion. Probably <laughs> submitted in round one. If Jan would take him down like that, like he just doesn't survive that with Aljamain, you know? Yeah, Aljamain will just Aljamain will choke him. Get on his back and put him in a body triangle. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that was disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man, and the. Craziest thing about that was me and uh, the boys that were watching it, we went and watched the press conference after just to see what Dana White was going to say about that because usually with those terrible decisions, Dana White talks about it in the press conference and he'll say that was a disgrace and he'll always touch on it. So this is the worst one anyone's ever seen, right? So we're like, let's go and see what he says about it. And he, for the first time, this is what makes it so sus, for the first time he said it was he instead of being like yeah that was a horrible decision what the hell was that he said oh i don't know it was a razor thin fight could have gone anyway that is just so sus yeah that he would not see that he would not call that as what it is cuz he always calls it as what he, what it is it's like the yeah they're building up the golden boy you know but like then you got to think is it, do they actually would they actually do that do they do they a hundred percent believe? Because they they were speaking about the hype of O'Malley being the next Conor McGregor, you know, because of his cult following and that in America. Mm. But he's just not as good as Conor was on that rise because Conor was knocking people clean out and knocking people out who were around for ages. Well, he was knocking out all the top of the division. That's what I mean. So like, obvi- obviously, and Conor had that mouth on him as well. Where yeah, he doesn't. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. He can't, so O'Malley how, can't sell fights like Conor can. So I don't, I, I, I don't see the same sort of hype and aura around him as Connor had. How, how do they then, you know, like Dana? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's very confusing. It's concerning if, if, this, if this is what's going to happen. I don't know where it, where it goes from here. If I was Jan, I'd really be wondering to myself, like, what am I doing in this organisation? Like, if this sort of stuff's going to happen to me twice in a row. So next, next contenders for... 
O'Malley, like, because I don't think O'Malley off that just deserves a title shot. No, I think he needs to fight Cheeto again. Or Cheeto. Well, yeah, well, and Aljamain after his fight, which we'll quickly touch on. That was a like, complete domination, you know? Well, of TJ. Yeah, but that was fighting a guy with one arm. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much like it's disappointing that we didn't get to see them actually fight because what he dislocated his shoulder on the first, like, takedown. Yeah, as soon as they hit the ground. Yeah. But, you know, Man, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think El Jermaine Sterling won any fans in that fight. And I think, if anything, even though it was probably pretty wrong by TJ to go into it in the first place with the busted shoulder, I can understand where he's coming from. He's like, I might as well give it a go because um, if I pull out of this, I'm not going to get another shot for another year. So I completely understand him going in there and just being like, all right, uh, like I respect that. I respect that he kept going and kept trying to pop his own shoulder back in during the fight. Like, that is crazy. One thing is, I don't think, like, you wouldn't get that from Aljamain. Like, and then he was trying to hide it from the ref and he came back in, it pops out again, he's trying to pop it back in himself. Like He told the ref before the fight, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that, yeah. He told the ref that, yeah. my arm's probably going to pop out, my shoulder. Yeah. And he was like, don't, if, if it does, like, don't do anything. I'll just please let me keep fighting. Yeah, let fine. me pop it back in. I'll be able to pop it back in. Yeah, when That's he when he's when he's got, I can't, dude. He got out of a body triangle from Aljamain Sterling and got back on the feet with one arm, and it, it, while his other shoulder was hanging out of its socket, it was pretty fucking impressive. That's what I was saying last week. Like he, he like he's a fucking dog. Like he's he's hectic, and I just would have loved to have seen him get to fight him without that injury. No, it was kind of just like a nothing fight in the end then. Yeah, but... <clears throat> and then Aljamain gets on the mic and he's like, oh, he shouts out to like 50 Cent. Because yeah, like, he wants to be an actor in that, he wants to be in an that actor. power series. Yeah. But his acting... I don't know if it'd be a smart idea to give him an acting role after seeing him in that first yarn fight. Because it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> I want to see him fake a gunshot wound in that power show. Yeah, but don't you have to have... Like, don't people have to like you before anybody wants to watch you in a TV show? Oh, I think you need to be able to act. Yeah. To be an actor. Well, not if you're in a 50 Cent TV series. I think that power show's pretty, like, solid from what I've heard. Yeah, but is 50 Cent in it? I don't know, but... Because um, he's a terrible actor. Oh, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Al Jermaine, Al- after it, goes on and calls out Henry Cejudo, calls him out. Yeah, and then called out Cheeto, but he didn't just call him out. He like calls him out offensively. Did yeah. you notice that? He's like, he's like, um, Cheeto, blah blah. Um, what is it? Um, like Doritos or D- something. Yeah, Dorito, Cheeto, Cheeto Doritos. Doritos or something. And yeah. then he calls out, um, called him out the little twerp or whatever he called Cejudo. Yeah. And then he rips into sh- straight into rips into sugar, sugar tits, O'Malley. Obviously trying to just build hype. Yeah, like, tell you like, who he did, whose name he didn't say though. Yarns. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want that again. No, no. He doesn't want yarn again. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to see Cheeto get the next shot. But you know what is a really good fight? It would be O'Malley and Sandhagen. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best fight you can make in that division at, at the moment. At this stage, for sure. Yeah. I love Sandman. Same. I really want to see that. They might even make that next. I think Sandhagen pieces him up. Especially if they make it a five-rounder, you know, like a fight night or something to prove yeah. can O'Malley even go five rounds. Yeah. I think Sandhagen 
pieces it up. Fuck it, it'd be really good. Because they both can strike. Yeah. It'd be re- that'd be yeah, that's I'd love to see that. Let's hope that's what they do. And, and then, then there's And then what? Like do you think Cheeto's ready right now for Al Jermaine? Yeah, che- I che- think che- Cheeto's che- Cheeto's I think Cheeto's absolute bricks in his shots. You know, he picks and chooses shots and may take a while to choose them. That's why five round fights for Cheeto is are epic. He's yeah. incredibly fit. And when he chooses his shots, like he did in the last fight, people saying he's losing those first two rounds. He wasn't losing him by being hurt. He was losing no. him by not making enough points. And then when he chose his shot, he knocks he knocks clean out, you know? Yeah, and that's what he does. He like just waits and he gets his reads. And, and then he and then after a few rounds he just kinda of walks into it. He's got really good jujitsu too. He's he's good, man. He I he's love one Cheeto. guy. I love him too. He's one guy that just keeps on getting better every time you see him fight though. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up the champion. And deservedly so. He's got a he's got a great story too. He's a good man, Cheeto. He seems like a good dude, yeah. I'd love to be friends with Cheeto. S- yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Who I'd wouldn't? Be, yeah. <laughs> We'll have him on the podcast someday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wonder what happens with TJ. I reckon that is that is the most stacked division. Has to be. Bantamweight. I, I don't know. I wonder what happens with TJ, though, because he's got to take some time off. Like, that's two fights since he's been back from these PEDs and stuff that he's been injured in. And that's what he said. He, but said he, must have, he did that shoulder in training or something. He, right? he said in, in that camp he did his shoulder eight times. So he had the op on his shoulder. And then he did that camp, he said, which is the most grueling camp. And But his shoulder popped eight times through it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he's not right. He needs to... Yeah, like, sometimes... He, he's got to get that shoulder right. Some that could It could be the end of him. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Some of those shoulder injuries just yeah. never get right. Which would be a shame, but I mean, he's had, he had his moments. Yeah. He, he was probably on drugs when he was having those moments, but... They were good moments. Yeah, was ex- yeah. <laughs> good drug moments. Yeah. <laughs> it's good fights. Uh, so then what else we got? We've got uh, the main event. Yeah. Uh, dis- disappointing. Definitely. Just a disappointing performance by Olive, obviously. And we obviously big Olive's fans, you know? Yeah. Some of the biggest Olive fans, I think. Just watching that fight unravel and watching Olive... On his stand-up game, it seemed off where he's striking against Gaethje and that, even though he's getting knocked down by Gaethje and Poirier, who have way have like some of the heaviest hands, you know, and shots, clean shots. His shots against them were incredible. And like even um, Gaethje said, he's never been hit ever as hard as he's been hit by Charles. Sent electric shocks down his body, he said. <laughs> yeah, and he's been hit hard. Oh, he's been probably the... Probably the most tried battle <laughs> like battle veteran in that division, I reckon, Gaethje. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It was uh it was a weird one. He um he kept I mean it looked to me I'd have to watch it back to make sure, but it looked like he kept initiating like the clinches and stuff. And the first one, remember he dropped to his back? He he had him and then he dropped to the ground on his back, like and like almost yeah. wel- he welcomed his lamb on the ground. And his lamb just al- took it. I think he was always gonna kinda do that, but as that like first round went on, it kind of looked like the way and the way he was like throwing up his submissions and the way he kind of like invited him to the ground to just play guard. It looked like that he'd put all his eggs in one basket, and that was 
to submit Islam yeah. before he got too slippery off his off his back. And that is just fucking wild if that's what he's thinking because why would he not be thinking try and stay on the feet? Mm. And it looked like he wasn't thinking that because I swear he was initiating the clinches. And that just kind of makes me think that he might be getting fucked over by these weight cuts and he's just going in there, like, knowing he's not going to last in a fight because he's so compromised by the cut and just making poor decisions. And maybe that was his game plan to just try – because he might back himself to sub him. But I don't know. Like, I, I I think it's the way he looked in there it didn't look like the same guy as the last few fights. And I'm not going to say it's because Islam made him look like that because it's, it's not the case. Like, Islam's the best, obviously. But Olive was initiating those clinches. He was going to his back easily and, and trying to submit him instead of trying to stay on his feet. It's just really weird. Silly against a guy like Islam with how dominant he is on top. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, the whole the whole Islam and Khabib thing is a pretty great story too. It's incredible. Two years before, Khabib put the gloves down and then, yeah, fulfilled the father's dream. Yeah. So they had – so they well, Khabib's dad was training them since they were younger. And then, I guess, Islam could have been going for that title when Khabib got it at the same time. But because they're the same weight division, they kind of held him off. And then Khabib training. was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get it, and then I won't waste, you know, too much of your time." Like while I'm there, Khabib's just like, "I'll just beat all the best guys at the top, and then I'll retire, and then it's your turn." He didn't want to fight on while his father wasn't there. Retired, yeah. and then built Islam up to what he is now. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, Did you see after the fight? Amazing. Um, you definitely would have, but Dan Cormier. Says, are you now going to challenge Volk? Yeah. And Volk stood up in the crowd, being a legend like he is, you know, <laughs> double thumbs up. And yeah. They pull Volk in, and then Cormier gets between them and goes, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But Volk was like clearly going for like a handshake. <laughs> but Cormier's like tried to like break it up to be like, no, no, don't get too close, you know? But Volk's like, Oh really? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, it was it. Watch it again. Like, I, I think Cormier's sort of half joking around as well. You know, I don't because I think I missed that bit because I think I was too busy pacing oh, around can, the I'll room, show, um, angrily thinking about that yarn decision. Well, he yeah, the, he basically said, "Do you want to? Are you going to challenge Volk for the, um, for the his title and for the um, pound for pound status?" And Islam said, "Where is the short guy? Where is yeah. the little man?" And so he came in, and then yeah, he said, "Yep." Let's, um, what do you reckon? Are you ready to challenge him? And Islam said, let's do it. Then they put, put Volk on the um, mic and Volk said, let's do it in Australia. Um, we'll put my title on the line as well, as well as pound for pound status. And Can they, they bo- put Volk's title on the line though if he if Islam doesn't cut down to that weight? Surely no, I don't know. No, I think that was just more of a, like, you know, if you do this, you've beaten all the accolades of, you yeah. know, like all my accolades of me being champion as well as you'll get this belt, obviously, again, you retain your belt. And you get the pound for pound status. Yeah, and then they shook hands. Like, yeah, well, let's hope that happens. Oh, it's going to happen. Because we're going. That's what's that. happening. They called it. <laughs> yeah, good. That's going to be great. Did uh, I mean, I give Volk a, I give Volk more of a chance than that, 
that Oliveira that we saw walk in there. You know, like it's Volk is gonna do better than what Olive just did. Oh man, and Vol- you saw Volk against Max in that. Like Volk didn't have an ounce, not an ounce of um, body fat on him when he fought that weight, and he can. Yeah. G- we know he can get quite heavy. He's fought at middleweight. Yeah. So like, I think he's gonna be a much more comfortable, even though he's electric fast in that. Um, in that weight division, he's going to be much more comfortable with a couple more pounds on him. Um, yeah, you'd think so. Oh, for sure. It, like, Islam obviously can't discredit. Like, I think Volk's going to go up at big odds. Yeah. But I'll definitely be backing him. Same, definitely. Whoop, and, whoop. and, like, let's let's be like let's be honest. Volk has never had to fight anyone that has the skill set that Islam has. Nah, never. It's always, like, his, his whole way to the top of that division, he's never had to fight a good wrestler. No. Nah. Like, it's not to that standard. No. So, yeah, it's probably going to be... It, I mean, I don't know. I think he's going to put up the best fight um, Ism seems because he's got the strongest tib fibs in the world. Australian tib fibs. Yeah, and he used to play professional or semi-professional rugby league as a hooker. I just don't think... I just don't think that the, the f- MMA world understands how that can kind of translate... Because if you're tackling blokes like that are like 110 to 120 kilos in the middle of a rugby league field for you know nearly 80 minutes, that is six foot four, six foot six, you know, six yeah. foot, you know, big big hooers. And he's a little guy. What like those guys that are like lightweights, welterweights, even especially featherweights where he fights, they're not going to worry him at all. And like those other guys probably haven't had any of that sort of like professional like sport experience besides like fighting you know just dealing with that sort of contact all the time and and this and i mean he was weighing like a lot more when he was doing that but i just feel like when he takes all that weight off like he's he's got the strength of that dude that he was when he was bigger he now he's just fighting smaller guys yeah once once he puts those pounds on and gains that strength a bit more strength you know I think, yeah, I think it's got a lot to do with it, how successful he is. And as he said, you know, and I think he's underrated, not not heavily, that's a bit silly to say, but I think he's like he's going to go in this a long shot. And Islam is going to be the deserved short price favourite, right? Yeah. But, like, um, Volk is a different animal. That's what he says. He says, I'm a different breed. And he, he is a different breed. Now, Australia got smashed by New Zealand. In the cricket. Yeah, what the hell? I don't know. Was it 80 runs? 80 runs. Yeah, it was huge. They got 200 for three wickets. And Australia was chasing a loss by 80 runs. That is ridiculous that they got 200 for three. Yeah, ridiculous. Three for 200. Yeah. <laughs> we really need Minga here for this. I know. Because this is going to be a pretty bad recap of the Cricket World Cup considering... <laughs> Neither of us have watched any of it. <laughs> We've watched highlights. Maybe not even much of them, but... Um, <clears throat> one thing uh, I wanted, I just kind of found out recently was that India and Pakistan, when they play each other, because they had that epic game Sunday night, when they play each other, it's massive. Huge. Because they had like 90,000 people at the G for that, didn't they? Yeah. There would have been a lot of Indians. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of Pakistanis, probably. But a lot of Indians. They, they rock up to all those huge Indian games. And That'd be a great game to go to. 
that atmosphere would be fantastic. Huge, massive rivals. Yeah. Like Sun India, huge rivals on yeah. and off the field. Who would you go for? Who's, whose think jersey you, would you buy at the front gate on the way into that? I'd have to say India. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say India, not because I don't like Pakistan. It's just India's pa- passion. Like, you know, I've I've been to only a couple of cricket matches, maybe three. Yeah. And um, just the, the Indian fans around us were, were fantastic. I'd they buy, were fantastic. I'd buy an Imran Khan jersey and go in yeah, going you, for Pakistan. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That, yeah, that bloody oath. Imran Khan's the man. But, or maybe a shy Bakhtar. Yeah, one of them. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great, though. I, like, so they, they pretty much packed it out. Wasn't it the third? I think it was the third or something like that. I heard some crazy thing today. It was like the third most packed it's ever been for a cricket match, the MCG. Something like that. For, oh, or yeah. maybe it was 2020. But yeah, I think it was like 90,000 sold. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It's incredible. And it was a really good game, too. Like I don't, know, I don't think you're getting that for like a, an, the Australian game. Like you, you maybe get close to it, but that's ridiculous. Maybe wouldn't, Australia or India you would. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if Australia versus New Zealand you didn't. No. You probably definitely don't. What were you just telling me about Australia now? If they don't beat England in their next game, they don't get through the group stage. They're gone. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I know. But this is where we need Minga because are we going to beat them? I couldn't tell you. I don't think England are that good at 2020. But obviously Australia have got a few chinks in the armour at the moment. We don't seem to be going that well. No. Might be time to just start going for Pakistan. Or India. Yeah, you go for India. Or New Zealand. No. I'd rather them win it than England or anyone else. Anyone but England, really. Yeah. Is anyone else going good? I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> this is where we need Minga. <laughs> can we do it? Can we call up? Because Minga's not here next week either, is he? No, is I don't he's think so. Be still away he's on still that trip. Indonesia, yeah. Can we somehow get Minga in on a maybe a Skype call for the next week for this for the we need him for the cricket chat? Yeah, we can. Okay, we can work that Let's out for that. sure. We're going to have to because we're not going to be able to do this on our own. <laughs> it's, cl- <laughs> it's clearly evident that our Cricket 2020 World Cup is not our strong point. It's all mingers. Well, there was just so much on on the weekend. I spent a lot of time watching sport. I couldn't fit that in as well. No. So I needed time for like the people around me in my life. Of course. Well, you know? A bit off-screen time. <laughs> yeah. I needed to look at my baby every now and again. (laughs) (laughs) You can only do so much. Anyway, that's cricket. (laughs) And that's cricket. (laughs) But um, moving on, we've got some pretty exciting stuff going on in the Rugby League World Cup. Like, I know it's punishes of times we watch them, but watching those recaps of some of those matches, like, what was that one... um, we called that, uh, was it um, Papua New Guinea versus Tonga? Tonga? Yeah. And the, the and the line for Tonga was like minus... 24, th- wasn't it? Mine was huge. Mine was like 28 now. Oh, maybe nearly 30, yeah. the line that I was getting, Yeah, which I took. 
but I missed out on the same game from a couple of try scorers I had in there. Did you take Tonga by the line or PNG by the PNG line? PNG by the line. Yeah. I just knew it was going to be a tough game because watching PNG play, they're just full of heart, you know, and they're so tough. They're good. And yeah, they're, 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 they're just brutal, hey? Yeah. And Lachlan Lamb's good. He probably belongs back in the NRL. Bit of a star. And they've got no one that's like towering big, you know. They're all just like these massive nuggets, you know, who just tackle extremely hard and run yeah. as hard as well. They defend pretty well. Real well. Yeah, I They I shocked like Tonga. Them. They shocked. And Tonga has a formidable forward pack. And their yeah. back line's full of stars as well. Yeah, I just think that PNG with Lachlan Lamb and... Oh, I can't remember the other bloke's name, but he's not too bad either. The 5'8 for PNG. I think when you've got guys like that steering the ship, it's, you know, that, that, that halves pairing is better than what Tonga puts on the field. And it can make such a massive difference. Oh, and it did. Yeah. Went down to the wire. I think they scored, I mean, um, yeah, Tonga won in like the, what, 75th minute? Yeah, or went, yeah. went to the last five minutes. Right it was down draw, to the last it was a draw till then. Anyways. Now, Tonga have got... Um, they got tonight. We're recording this on a Monday, so yeah, they're playing someone tonight. Wales. Yeah, they're playing Wales tonight, and all these British teams besides England are somehow absolute dog shit. Terrible, and they're full. Of, they're stacked to the Super League players, apparently. Well, I don't know how that works because surely in that Super League you can just take English players if they're any good, and they don't make the English squad. And put them in these other teams, and they'd be more competitive than they are now, right? That's, that's what I. That's what I thought. Is that what's happening? Because if that is what's happening, the level of the Super League is what we thought, and it's absolute shit. Dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I don't know. I think we were thinking with because the level of the Super League was poor, because someone like Brody Croft can go over there and win a Man of Steel. That England would be bad, but England are not. They've shown that they've got a bit about them. But ha- is it just that all the talent goes into that team and there's not enough talent in that league to spread around the rest of Britain? I think that's definitely it. Definitely. It's crazy. And uh, how good are Australia? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that was always going to be a whitewash, but... 84-0 against oh, Scotland. my God. I watched it. It was a ridiculous training run. Yeah. It's, yeah. I needed Liam Martin for a pie for a huge collect. Me too. I thought, yeah, did you? Yeah. Liam Martin? I thought he was 84 points. Surely he was going to go over. Surely. Nah. He played well, though. Yeah. I mean, Australia don't look like losing it, do they? Nah. Even, um, like, watching New Zealand, that first game against Lebanon. Yeah. They were a bit clunky, you know? Yeah. Obviously, they're going to be a bit clunky first game. New Zealand let Jamaica score their first try of... And I thought that was going to be. A, I thought that was going to be a bigger decimating. They didn't like, play their best team, though. No, but they New still Zealand. played a very strong team. You know, yeah. Like you look and at the it's team. It's Jamaica. It's Jamaica. Yeah. Anyways, where I'm going with that is, I think. But good, sh- I'm glad Jamaica scored. Same. Oh, for good sure. On. They they acted when they scored that try. They, it was like they'd won the game. That's good. That's what you watch it for. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you watch those games for. Yeah, but. Well, I reckon just Australia pump anyone. Pump New Zealand. Yeah. They're going to absolutely pump New Zealand. They'll pump England. Yeah. I just wish they were more um, time friendly so we could watch them like if they were more around Australian audience times, but yeah. obviously can't in the UK. But I, I've just been getting up in the early and watching up 
early in the morning and watching the one that I want to watch. I always I've been getting up to catch the second half of whatever's on, but they've been usually floggings by then. Yeah, because you know? it's been either Australia or the New Zealand ga- teams, you know. So that must be prim- yeah. prime time over there. You see Lemon on Smoke Island? No, I that was your tip yesterday, and I missed it. Yeah, Lemon on Smoke them. They were paying like two thirty or something. I don't know how they got how they got those odds. Yeah, I know, but I guess the thing is because Lebanon played good against New Zealand. Yeah, you got to take those odds when you see them. But the Irish, like, I don't know, are they? Have they got Super League players in there? I don't know. Well, they do now. They do because I've read when I read the prediction things, trying to pick who I was going to punt for in Ireland's previous game. Yeah, it said that oh, they've got these players from the Super League. Same with well, their backline, I think, is all Super League. Man, they were terrible. But see, Le- Lebanon's good because most of their players are in the NRL or they're fringe NRL players. And then they've got Dewey and Moses in the halves, which is elite. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just, we should have just been taking the odds about them and everything and the lines and stuff, really. But look at this. So this game's tonight, so nobody, this isn't going to be out by the time people hear it. But Tonga, the line's 46 against Wales. Yeah. You think they probably cover it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm more interested. Wales are anything like Scotland. They've got to cover that 50. Surely. And, and then, then the oh, sorry, tomorrow morning, yeah, we've got Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands, but this is the crazy one. The line on this is 15 for uh, minus 15 Papua New Guinea. They are going to Easily beat Cook Islands by more than 16 points. Yeah, I think so as well. Pretty easily, I reckon. Yeah, so when he is, when this gets released, that's... That's not going to... That's going to be done as well. That, 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 that'll be done, but... But you heard it here. You heard it here f- <laughs> first. <laughs> but, we, but we've got... <laughs> we've got ones. We've got other ones. So this is another one, right? So Ireland versus New Zealand. So this is next weekend. Oh, here's another good one because... New Zealand potentially play a weaker squad, but if Lebanon just did Ireland by, what was it, 30 to 10 or something, 32 to 14, Lebanon can do that to Ireland. New Zealand can cover a 42-point line. Oh, for sure. That line's juicy. Yeah. They put 50 points on Ireland. Yeah, you probably want to get on these before they get any higher too because surely everyone's seeing this. Oh, and we've even got... Oh no, that line is ludicrous. But they're gonna do it. England versus talking Gre- about England. England, Greece. Well, they're gonna see. So the line's sixty-four. And what did Samoa just beat them by? Seventy. Samoa just beat Greece by 70, 70 points or something. Oh my god. They're definitely gonna do it by that. But they they probably play a weaker squad too. So that might be a concern because a weaker English squad, you know, maybe they can't afford to to weaken. To cover that line. Do you know what I mean? Mm, those be trying things. Yeah. Wow. So maybe that one's a bit high. Going into the line of Australia, Italy is minus 72 and a half. I reckon that Take is. Take that. That's a, that's a done deal. <laughs> that was pretty much what it was for Scotland too. It was in the 70s. And then Lebanon have a minus 40.5. Doesn't this just show... It's Jamaica. There is literally... I think Lebanon need to win that too. Half these teams just 
kind of like I don't even know. Obviously, they got to compete because it's the World Cup. Yeah, but this World Cup of Rugby League is a little bit of a joke, right? <laughs> it's good for punting. It's good for <laughs> great for punting, but it's a bit of a joke. There's teams just getting wiped sixty nil, seventy nil, eighty eight nil. Yeah. So there's England, Australia, Samoa, Tonga. New Zealand. That's it. Would you throw another one in there? Lebanon. I guess it, but Lebanon, Papua New Guinea. Oh, Papua New Guinea over Lebanon for sure. But they're not going to beat any of those teams. They're right? not going to beat any of the they're ones above them. Close. So yeah, you've only got like five teams really. But then At, you, but then out of them, you've only got three. But you've really just got one. Yeah, it comes <laughs> down to one. <laughs> yeah, the kangaroo. It's the whole it's it's the Queensland and the New South Wales State of Origin squads mixed together. God. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I kind of like it. I'm glad it's on because it it'd suck if there was no footy on. No, we need something. Yeah. Even if it is an abysmal a lot of abysmal teams in a World Cup. Yeah. I mean we'll just keep making money off these lines then I guess. What do you like? What so it the rest of the week next weekend? If you had to have a bet on those rugby league World Cup games, what would you do? So I'm going to throw something out there early. Yeah, and it's just going to be New Zealand uh, at the line of forty two and a half against Ireland at a dollar ninety. Yeah, that's money. And lock that in. I think Australia pump Italy by eighty points again. Yeah, because Australia can play the worst squad they can possibly make, and they're still going to put eighty in on them. Yep. And then I don't want to bounce around to different sports, but got to throw Calvin Qatar in there. Yeah, I like that. Calvin Qatar UFC. Yeah. I like him. Anthony Allen's good. It'll be a really good fight, but... I don't think Allen's versus someone of Qatar's pedigree. Yeah, he's good. Dan Hooker was good, but that was pretty shock. That was pretty shocking. Like Hooker's... Uh, Hooker's he's kind of like faded a bit, I think. He's on a bit of a decline. He's and had a lot of wars. A lot of wars. And Allen caught him off guard and came in flying, you know? Yeah. But... Allen's on the way up, though. Definitely. What's, what's, what's Calvin paying? It's very tight, the odds, very tight. Got um, So that's for the fight night, uh, which will be next Sunday. Yeah. I think they start it like pretty pretty early, but th- yeah. I think their fight is on at 1 p.m. Calvin Qatar is the slight favourite at $1.77. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you add these together? Well, you've got to take New Zealand by the line. Is this just one we're making right now? We're making one right for, now. Done for the just for for the listeners. Yeah, we got to take New Zealand to that line. That's just they're going to decimate Ireland. I think you, that's the best yeah. line. I think that's the best line out of all of them. Do you know what I think is the best line out of all of them? Lebanon forty points over Jamaica. They've got to win that game. Do we take? They're going to be full strength. We'll take they're that have one back. Let's take that one then over the Australian one. I can throw them all in. Done, and then we'll take this train one. <laughs> All right, I've got it here. Yeah, what's that? So those four. Yep, New Zealand line, 
New Zealand over Ireland. Line. 42. Yep, and a half. Lebanon at minus 40 and a half. Australia minus 72 and a half. Into Calvin Qatar. Yep. $12.15. There you go. Oh. There you go. We're putting that one up. Yeah. And, that, that's and do what one. you will with that. And there's going to be some more bets um, get posted because this is just so early, this potty. Yeah, we're doing this on a Monday night. So it's been this potty's been a bit of dribble. Literally, fair bit of spit chat. But <laughs> I feel it's a pretty, pretty good again. one. Pretty good one. Yeah. Well, that multi's, that multi's killer. Oh, I feel like that's money in the bank. Me too. Extremely confident on that. Same. I'm actually going to load that one. 